hope you're hungry because you're listening to Everybody Eats. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. I hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. Uh, for those tuning in, make sure you follow us on all platforms on Instagram at everybodyeats.pod, on Instagram at everybodyeats0, on Twitter, um, or on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, on all platforms. So make sure you tune in. Uh, for today's episode, we have a really special guest. We have Mr. Kehinde Moore. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, so Kehinde and I met back, I was a sophomore in college, back in my involvement in NABA. So I always talk about NABA um, on the podcast. So um, I, one episode I was talking about how the first conference we went to was in, it was in Pittsburgh. So I believe I was like the Pittsburgh um, con- uh, conference. So essentially, uh, I believe there was like an event um, or one of the workshops at the conference, I think they're talking about like consulting or something. And I think you, you and I think another associate from Arson were there. And I just like walked up to you after because I was like, oh, like I heard you, like you do consulting. Like I wanted to um, like just learn more about that. Um, so the, since then, uh, Kehinde has been a very big supporter of Nambu Queens College coming out to events almost every year. Um, so I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, man. So once again, thank you very much for joining us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the consideration, so I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. All right. So, um, so we can start with like a brief intro, background, where you're from, what you do, um, mm-hmm. and then we we'll get the conversation open there. All right. So yeah, um, my name is Kehinde Moore. For all you listeners out there, uh, I I went to Florida A&M University, studied business and finance, and also got my MBA uh, some time ago. You're not going to talk about you know, how long ago that was, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I got my first job out of, right out of college um, and started working at a big four accounting firm. And that job really came through my connections with NABLA. And from there, I had always been really heavily involved with NABLA when I was in college and it helped me to get my first internship, which led to my first full-time position. And then um, I spent a few years there at, at big four at PwC. Then I moved over to a, a smaller a national firm uh, at RSM, which is you've heard of the big four. RSM is number five. They're formerly McGladry, and spent some time there, several years there, and now I'm currently working at uh, an investment bank here in New York City. So, still doing the auditing world. I started off as an external auditor, but did a lot of consulting as well when I was with RSM and, and a little bit when I was at uh, PwC. But now I'm doing more uh, internal audit work at, at the the uh, investment bank that I'm working at right now. Got it, got it. So um, one thing you said is that the, the, the internship and the job was uh, due to your involvement in NABA. So mm-hmm. if you could speak, like, how did you, how did you like learn about NABA? And like, what was your involvement like when you were in Like, how did that start? Yeah, so my, my involvement with NABA was the accounting organization at my school was very heavily involved, had, had a pretty big NABA chapter. Uh, to the point of, I would say, starting off was around maybe 50, 60 individuals. Um, that was my junior year, and I actually called the president. I was good friends with the president of the chapter at the time, and because I heard about the NABA conference, the, the regional yeah. conference in Atlanta is where they they host the Southern region. Mm. And so I just gave them a call, like, hey, you know, I heard about the you know the opportunities. They have a career fair, you know, you can interview for internships, etc. And so I literally 
that was the night before they decided to leave. He's like, all you gotta do is pay your pay your dues and you can sleep on the floor in the hotel room. So I, <laughs> so, uh, I hopped in the car the next day with uh, you know some some classmates and went to the Napo conference and that was pretty much the start of me making um, uh, meeting a lot of people within Napo, whether they were professionals or from other student chapters and building those relationships. And um, it wasn't until I got actually got into grad school. I got a little bit more involved with NABA. I became the vice president of the chapter when I was in grad school and went to a conference and met, um, not, not a conference, but a, a PWC came on campus and I met one of the campus recruiters. And that's how the relationship formed, which ultimately led me to the job that I got my, uh, out of college. And it was, it was so crazy how it happened because uh, I, met, I met this, I met one of the recruiters at an event on campus and like, she drove all the way from like DC to Florida or something like that. And she's like, I want to interview you. Um, let's hop on an interview. And then I think the next day or a couple of days later, I was interviewing with her, but she was actually driving in the car while we were doing the interview mm-hmm. and the phone cut off and I didn't hear from her for like the rest of the day. Cause supposedly her phone had died and she didn't have any, any, any car charger and couldn't get, so I just thought, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, maybe I bombed the interview. I don't know. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't hear from her for a couple of days, but then come to find out, oh, no, I was really impressed, and I'm sorry I couldn't get back to you. But, yeah, we want to, you know, interview you for, uh, interview you for some positions and uh, make a long story short, uh, I got my internship offer and then ultimately accepted a full-time offer in New York City. And that was all through the, the involvement that I had with NAVA when I was in college. That's where it all started. Got it, got it. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember hearing that the that story one time you mentioned with the uh, phone getting cut off. I think at one of the um, events we had in school where uh, we had like you on know, like interview skills or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was it was just crazy how it happened. You just think it, it you're on an interview with with a job that you really want and something just goes terribly wrong and I almost chalked it up like all right, well she's not calling. I, I blew her phone up right after the the phone dropped. <laughs> I blew her phone up at least about eight or ten times, and I started thinking, all right, I probably shouldn't be nagging the recruiter. Maybe I did something wrong, but, you know, it all worked out. That's funny. That's funny. Man, you, 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 you were vice president, too, so you got that. You know how it is. Yeah. yeah. I was a vice president, and we grew the chapter to over 200 members um, when I was in college, like 200 paid members. Mm. Like, you know, pay their professional dues and, you know, script reporting and all this stuff. You know, you know all about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chat, yeah, we were a pretty large chapter now, so. That's what's up, that's what's up. Um, so from there, um, I'm assuming you just stayed, you just stayed involved on your professional career as well. I'm assuming that's how, I'm assuming that's how we ended up meeting at, like, the, the Pittsburgh conference. Yeah, I, I stayed involved when I was at PwC. I got a chance to go back and do some recruiting. Uh, at my old school, but I didn't really start doing more recruiting in the Northeast region until I went over to RSM and RSM asked me to be uh, kind of the, the lead for one of the diversity groups and um, actually was the liaison between the firm and NABLA. Yeah. And so I built those relationships with the professional chapter and that's how I got to go to those conferences where I met you guys. And, you know, we built those relationships and I started going to more schools in the region, Queens College, uh, went to Baruch a couple times, went to York College. Uh, so yeah, the professional chapter really, really helped me um, 
kind of meet a lot of people in the Northeast region, like all the schools here in New York. So in your opinion, what's like, if any, what's the difference between being involved in NABA in, in a college setting versus like a professional setting in terms of like, I guess the, um, the community and, and the organization, how it's run. Yeah. So the, the professional chat, well, the, the school chapter, you know, it's all about everyone's there to try to get internships, try to get full-time offers. So everybody's on their grind and the hustle. It's a very, it, it's a lot of similarities. It's, one is very um, collaborative. You're like, you're trying to help other students. Once I got my job um, or my offer, I got my offer a year before I graduated. Right. So I spent the next entire year trying to help uh, you know, some of my classmates and friends, you know, find, help them find the jobs that they want, looking at their resumes, doing their, you know, mock interviews and stuff like that. So, uh, and then joining the professional chapter, while I sat, I wasn't necessarily involved in the New York prof- professional chapter, I did serve as a liaison between the firm I was at and NABA. So I built a lot of relationships with the, like, the people who were in, uh, in charge of like, student relations in New York. So we, we, we hosted several events um, on, uh, not on campus, we hosted several events at the office and those were through the collaboration that we did with the New York chapter. We had a, um, what you call it, like a sponsorship with them or something like that where, hey, you know, we'll invite you guys to, to, to give us some names of some students, we'll invite them over for a student office visit to learn more about the firm also, they would keep us up to date about, you know, the NABA banquets that were happening at the end of the year or any other type of workshops that they would have for professionals if we needed CPE credits, et cetera. So um, it's all about professional networking, to be honest. I think what it, what it comes down to is maintain for both, whether you're in school or whether you're professional, it's, a, it's about maintaining those relationships. You're trying to work those relationships when you're trying to find a job, you know, with recruiters and, and the people who work at the various companies, but at the same time, uh, you know, NABA is a nonprofit organization, so the professional chapter, you know, these 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 individuals are dedicated with helping students trying to find, you know, the jobs that they really, you know, really want to seek and find, but also helping professionals out as well if they want to advance and move around in their careers too. So networking is big, um, relationships are big. Okay, so yeah, more service base, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's um, that's amazing. So, uh, this past October, um, I had a chance to represent my company at the Nabla conference, and it was in, in Baltimore. And like I was saying, it was like the whole. I was, we were mainly there just for the career fair, but I was saying the whole time was like surreal because I was like, man, like I was right on the other side, like on the other side, yeah, like <laughs> you know, trying to get an internship, like hand out my resume everywhere, and then like I was now I was the one like getting resumes and like giving students tips and stuff like that so um it was really like the, you know lifting up the crime and it was really cool just being on like the different like being able to experience being as a student and as a professional and stuff so yeah it's definitely definitely a different experience when you're on the, that other side when you're trying to find that job and then we call it well you're on the other side of that that recruiting table yeah you know, you're looking at resumes instead of handing them over yeah it's, yeah. it's a it's a big difference yeah for real for real so um, what would you say, or kind of like switching topic a bit, what would, would you say are, um, is some advice that, would you, that you would give for like graduating students, either like seniors or students who are about to be seniors or um, more of like class 2020 when it comes to either like, 
you know, recruiting or, you know, maybe they're looking for an internship, looking for a job, especially in this climate. So what do you think would be some advice that you can give to those students? I would say the first thing is, of course, to stay positive. And I know this, these are really, really challenging times with, um, you know, the job market and, you know, places going on a hiring freeze. And I, I don't know if, if you may have had some, you know, some friends or some colleagues had their offers revoked um, because of the current climate and the current environment. But to tell them to stay positive. There, there, there are positions out there, you know, wh whether they're coming around now or a little bit later, just because of this whole situation we got going on um, here, you know, it'll come about. Stay positive. The second thing is keep in contact with people. Uh, let people not forget you. Let people remember who you are. And if that just means, you know, a simple email or, you know, a LinkedIn message, a checkup, don't fall out of people's, you know, minds. Let them know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm still, you know, I'm still interested. If you have anything, if you just want to talk, you know, you know, put yourself out there. Um, uh, don't let people, you know, forget who your name or who you are. So make sure that you stay, you know, in the back of people's minds. So you don't know what could happen later on, um, you know, down the line where you may need someone, uh, a contact or, you know, it's all about relationships. So whether you need a contact or someone you worked with, a colleague or a recruiter that you met at a naval conference years ago, you know, you never know who's in the position, you know, to help you. So stay in contact. I, I would say those are kind of the two main things. You know, another another thing you can always keep, you know, make sure you stay sharp on your skills. Uh, one, as an example, I don't know if you guys heard of these free classes that a lot of colleges are giving out right now. Have you heard about them? Absolutely. Like online classes, Harvard and like all the Ivy League schools and other various schools. Like you can take a course on a number of different things from, from coding to if you want to learn, you know, statistics, you know, financial engineering. And you know, get a um, like maybe some type of certificate. Show show that you you are still dedicated to you know, learning your field and learning your craft, even though you may not have an active offer right now. You know, keep studying for that CPA exam or uh, whatever other certification that you're trying to get. Show that you're active, so that you know when it does when you do get that chance to you know have an interview, you have a leg up. You can show that hey, even though I've you know don't have an offer right now or my offer was revoked. I knocked out a couple parts of the CPA exam or I took these courses so I can be really sharp on, you know, the IT field of things. Or maybe I wanted to learn some uh, AI topics or some coding topics and things like that. You know, just stay, stay up to date of what's going on. Nah, that's, that's, that's really good. You know, it's not like you're going to say something. Nah, 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 nah. He, he covered it. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, that's not even, even if it's, um not necessarily just for a job interview itself but those are just good skills to just keep you know good skills to have especially when you say like coding and like ai and stuff like like yes. that's that is now slash the future right so that's like definitely great skills to just have in like in your repertoire and like just continue like your professional development so even outside of the you're looking for a job right now like that's the advice anybody can take so i think that's real cool yes definitely definitely um, so on that note, um, we'll shift from the first segment to the second segment. We'll go into the quote of the day. Um, so Eden, when you have that, you can read it. Uh, if people say you're crazy, then you're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like that Steve Jobs post that we had <laughs> in the now. Yeah. If people say you're crazy, you're on the right track. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, young dude. He uh, actor, artist. So actor. He's a rapper as well. Um, Trevor Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you took that wild guess. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. There's a lot of other people. You can't be answering, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not even set up for Bensky to win. He's just <laughs> probably uh, I mean, watching you my said, phone. You said you said actor, actor, and artist. That was the first person that came to mind. Got who else we got? All right, we got like Fifty Cent. You don't count. <laughs> he's an actor. He's an artist too. That's true. But nah, I don't know. That was the first one that came to mind. So Trevor, Trevor Jackson. Can you say it one more time? So if people say you're crazy, then you're on the right track. Yeah, honestly, that's facts, man. Yeah, I've been, I've like, I've been following like uh, Elon Musk a little bit more on social media. Just like, <laughs> honestly, like, He's I'm outrageous. very, <laughs> very intrigued in like in Tesla, right? So obviously Tesla's always in the news. So I kind of just started like following him a little bit more and like. The dude can seem kind of crazy, but at the same time, you think of, like, the things that he's building, and it's like, man, like, he really is, like, on to the next. Like, he's just, like, really very, like, he's very big on, like, trying to send people to Mars. Like, he's been on, like, the future, like, thinking about the future. And he thinks that, like, you know, you could probably think, like, yeah, he's kind of crazy, but he's on to something. <laughs> he's on to something, so. Yeah. No, I still think he kind of, kind of little... Look a little off it to me, but yeah. now nah, he's not, nah, he definitely is on the song. He's just a little out there for my liking. Oh, he's bold, yeah. He, he, he yeah, bold that's he's, the word. Yeah, he may look at it as you know, people look at it as probably too risky. He looks at it as hey, he's just trying to push the envelope, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, like, to that, to that extent, like, I, I respect him to that extent because. You know, what really made me respect him, actually, it's not even to like, talk about Elon Musk, but what really made me kind of, like, respect him, but was pretty funny, was when he did the, the Tesla truck, and then he, he, oh. <laughs> he, he took the hammer to the window. I don't know if you saw that video where he, they displayed the Tesla truck, and he took the hammer to the window to show that it was, like, like pretty much, like, bulletproof or, like, you know, it can't break. And, like, once he, like, this is in front of, like, you know, like, mad people. So, like, he takes the hammer to the window and breaks in front of everyone. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, we're gonna have to go back to John Boy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. To me, I'm like, I feel like some people would take that like a huge embarrassment, and like he's the type of person, like, all right, well, like we just gotta get right back to it, right? So I was like, you no, know, I kind of respect that like mentality a little bit. Um, and like, I don't know, you think that like other people, like I'm sure Steve Jobs had that similar quote that we had. Um, you know, I'm sure people thought Steve Jobs was crazy for you know the iPhone and like everything. You think of like artists like popular artists Kanye is always talking about like he thought he was crazy but he was always like on to the next right so um I guess it's facts yeah I mean I think a lot of a lot of times you think of um I'm I'm trying to remember the show that I was watching and I I can't even remember but it, it was something along the lines of people like making making head waves of things like creating something great like creating Google or, you know, the Wikipedia site or maybe some type of product that, you know, people love and buy, you know, they put their all into it. They took risk and they probably ran into 
you know, nine times out of ten, telling somebody telling them why are you doing this is not going to work. You know, you're going to fail. But you know, they, you don't listen to that. You don't listen to all that negative stuff. You know, it goes one ear out the other. You just keep doing, you know, what you what you're passionate about, and boom, now all of a sudden you can own, you know, Tesla and be, you know, have billions, billions of dollars like Elon Musk and talking about sending people to Mars and stuff. And I don't know if you heard of the was he trying to build the Hyperloop or something from. Um, He's trying to build a hyperloop from LA to San Francisco, the chain that goes like, yeah. you know, high speed train that'll go like 250 miles an hour or something like that. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't have anything like that here in the US. In the US, he, like in, uh, in other countries, that's like a normal thing. Yeah, he's trying to bring it here and he's, you know, it's, oh, it can't be done here. We don't have the infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. But he's not listening to all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going he's gonna to try and find a way. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I respect that, that mentality. Sure. So um, on that, any last any last words on that before you me repeat it? Nope. All right. So can you say it one last time? All right. So quotes by Trevor Jackson. Um, if people say you're crazy, then you're on the right track. <laughs> got it. Got it. All right. So now we're going to segue into our last and final um, segment. So this, again, is going to be a little bit more geared towards uh, students, like, for example, class of 2020, trying to get into the finance field. So I wanted to kind of speak about, like, how have you seen COVID affect, like, the finance industry, right? I know within it, there's, you know, every every kind of sector of it kind of uh, got hit a little bit different. Uh, I know you're more in the accounting space. I'm more mutual funds, um, not like more investment space. But I'm sure there's, there's obviously been effects, um, you know, fell all throughout. So I want to see from like, from your experience, like what have you seen like really change, whether it's, you know, the industry itself, whether it's like the working environment, the technology and like all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's some noticeable changes in, in the banking finance world. I would say most notably, of course, you know, a lot of people working from home right now. So um, that's a whole, that's a whole different, you know, kind of aspect of the world for some people. Some people, you know, there's some jobs out there where people work from home. But there are, you know, plenty of jobs where, you know, you're at the bank, you're in the office, um, your managers are there, your colleagues, your peers. It's, you know, you, you, you go there to, to perform your tasks, but you also learn there. You also develop, you know, relationships, you know, some of the, your best friends you could probably meet at work. I have some great friends over the years that I've met, you know, at work. Um, you don't get to see them as much when you're doing, you know, working by yourself in a room. Uh, you don't get to go to company events, all that stuff is shut down, uh, happy hour socials, all that stuff shut down right now. So from um, a social standpoint, there's some changes, right? Which has actually been, I think there's some articles online that's talking about a lot of people who are becoming depressed just by working at home, uh, you know, not being at work. You, know, you would think being at work all the time would probably make you depressed, but now it's being at home, not away, you know, away from your, your, your colleagues and your, your work besties and best friends and all of that, like that, that takes a toll on itself too. So that's, that's one of the, I guess, uh, social aspects of it. Yeah. The technology is, is definitely a huge piece in the banking sector where I work. I mean, a lot of people are working from home. So what, you know, what does that mean? It's how do you maintain business as usual, but you're not in the same environment, right? How do you still open customer accounts? How do you still help people if they have disputes and they're not coming into the bank or, you know, they're not, well, they can still call on the phone, but they're not coming into the bank to make deposits and stuff like that. How do you continue business as usual from home? You have to develop all types of protocols and controls 
to make sure things operate smoothly. There was um, there was a I saw a like a survey from a number of CEOs and what are their like main concerns over this you know this current environment when it comes to doing business. They're thinking about their people. They're thinking about the technology capabilities and uh, the aspects. Can they continue to do what they normally do with everybody from home? Do they have the infrastructure to do it? Some places don't. You know, some places are really struggling right now because they may not have been prepared for this type of um, disaster or this type of working environment. Right. Another thing has come up is okay, fraud. Fraud when it comes to banking. Now that the people aren't you know, don't have their direct supervisor above them or hovering down on them? Are they still doing things as they should in a remote environment? So there's some fraud aspects, technology aspects, the social aspects. There's a number of different things that are really are affecting how people work. Um, and it's been tough. Like I, I would say for myself, I was being in public accounting, I would go to maybe some clients a couple times a week. And then I'd go to the office, but then maybe one day a week I work from home. And sometimes it's really easier to get things done when you go to your clients or it's easier to get things done when you're working on something and you got to go to the office. You have those distractions that aren't around. But now like the people who are working at home, they have kids, like they have to, they have to deal with that. Their kids aren't going in school, you know, aren't going to daycare, aren't in school. Yeah. Um, they have to manage, they have to manage that whole environment now. And, you know, like a lot of people have mentioned that they're working longer in a work from home environment. Like they are they're work yeah, they're working longer because you know that one hour thirty minute one hour commute you know twice a day that's you know maybe one or two hours out of your day and some people actually just you know pl plug their headphones in and ride the train home and just you know relax but now people are waking up earlier people are working that extra hour later because they know you're at home you're by your computer you can't go nowhere you can't go anywhere else <laughs> but like that's that's uh that's being stressful to people people are actually saying that they're working more and they're working harder because of this when you know, I guess they thought, oh, you know, you work from home. That's supposed to be the easy time, right? That's supposed to be when, you know, things aren't so bad. You just put your headphones in, head down and work. But like, no, it's really a grind. Definitely, definitely. So um, definitely like per personal experience. Um, it, it's funny being on like certain calls, right? And like you're on calls with like a manager, right? And then all of a sudden you just see like kids in the background. And they're like, oh, like, so I got this going on. And it's like, you know, you realize, you know, like you said, like a lot of people sometimes they'll like, I quote unquote, like escape, but like, you know, they leave home to go to work. It's just a different environment. And then, you know, you know, like you said, like that commute home before they have to deal with that family life. Now, literally it's like, you know, all in one right now, like every day. So um, I, I've seen like it personally affect people kind of like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to go back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of crazy, but um, <laughs> it's, it's been a funny, it's been a funny adjustment and also seeing certain places that weren't. Um, I think I like where I work, they did pretty well, pretty good job of like transitioning. Um, mm -hmm. I know a bunch of other places that, for example, like where my mom worked, right? She was saying how no one was prepared. Not like they're like the no one, like they're like they only had like two IT people for like the entire like company to be working. And then all of a sudden now everyone needs computers, needs to learn right. how to sign on. And it's like they were not prepared. So it's just funny seeing like, you know, some companies, how, how the different, how people in the industry uh, dealt with it and, you know, how that, how that leads to, you know, productivity, right? Mm -hmm. My brother was uh, very stressed and he was like, work from home, like lowers productivity. But um, I don't know, I feel like it kind of depends. I feel like if, 
possibly i haven't seen any numbers but you're saying like you know people are working more i wonder if that actually leads to increase do you know if that's um you know is, is productivity has increased do you know if like you know and well i can't speak for like you know every places but i, I could think that when i was working some when, when covid first hit i definitely was working more um so i think my productivity went up a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> um at least the initial phases and then i actually switched companies during the middle of during the middle of covid so i had to do a whole onboarding thing and um actually just started you know a couple of weeks actually yeah two weeks ago now i've uh, been at my uh, new company so having to onboard remotely getting my laptop in the mail and putting it together not putting it together but you know, <laughs> signing on and uh signing on and learning all the systems and then of course something's not going to go right right so oh i get my directions oh you should be able to log into this system i try to log in oh you're not authorized so, no, no access, access. <laughs> no access. so <laughs> then what do you do you can't you can't go to it desk you got to call them and you know who knows how long that's going to take so um i ran into that a number of times during my onboarding process of so some things that i didn't have access to that i just had to wait a day <laughs> you know that or i i had to wait for people to finish meetings because, you know, they get a chance to meet them face to face in person, you know, they have their own workload and things like that. So it, it's been really interesting. And, but I think a lot of places, there's some places that have been prepared, you know, some people do work from home quite a bit. And so now just like, can they do it? How long can they do it for consistently? Some people aren't going though. Some companies, you know, already talked about, they're not sending their employees back for to 2021, 20, I think. Right. So can you work from home for six months and you never really work before? Like, is that going to take a toll on the way you work? Is it going to be just too much, especially when you've got kids and everything? Like, what is it, what is it going to mean? But you know, we're in the middle of it right now, so there's nothing we can do about it, but just take it one day at a time. It's going to be interesting to see how um, new hires are going to navigate it, internships, those virtual ones. And honestly, I think, um, especially, I guess, in the case of new hires, um networking is gonna look real different you know virtual happy hours <laughs> you know energy is energy is not the same you know through computers i mean look at what we're doing right now so it's not you know it's not gonna be the same at all and, and you know some people who yeah i've worked with you you know for six months let's say this carries on to 20 uh 2021 but i've never met you in person so far so it's going to be real interesting to see like you know how maybe networking might evolve due to this networking might change but it's going to be real real interesting to see what's with what the future holds in terms of that yeah i have some colleagues right now that i mean they kind of mentioned to me when i started like oh well we we may be back labor day or now it's probably looking like december or january so i'm going to literally work with them for about a half a year and <laughs> Then January comes and they be seeing in the office. Oh, hey, nice to meet you for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been working together for six to seven months already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like chemistry, um, I've been seeing the importance of kind of like team chemistry and everything. Just like seeing like the importance of like getting along as like you know that collaboration, getting along as like a team. Um, but like it's different when it's in person, right? You, you're working with someone, like you see, like kind of like you feel that their their energy, their vibe, and when it's like you know through a computer, right? So. Um, yeah. I feel like you, you can argue now work kind of becomes a little bit more mechanic, you know, unless like, cause me personally, I like the office. I like to socialize, right. I like to talk, you know, I like to like interact, you know, and then like, once you take all that away, it kind of becomes 
work becomes just more, like I said, like mechanic instead of and, and way less, you know, like person to person. So um, when it comes to new hires, it's funny. Like we had a um, we had an, uh, like an event at work like two weeks ago um, with all the summer interns. Um, and we were, uh, some of the previous summer interns, we were there and we were just giving them advice about like what things pretty much can we, um, ad advice or like, how are they kind of experience a summer internship, but remotely. Right. And I, like, it was kind of hard. We were like, dang, like, you're not going to go through like all the fun stuff that we did, but like, that doesn't mean like be discouraged. I was like, you know, I was trying to tell them like, Hey, everyone's, um, you know, if it's like Zoom or WebEx, like. You know, use those platforms to try and network to the best of your ability. It's not going to be the same as, you know, grabbing coffee with someone or, you know, like break room or like talking at their desk. But, you know, if you could still try and schedule one on one, you know, with someone, at least if it's just like 30 minutes to an hour or something like that, you can still network in the office. It's not the same, but it's better than nothing. You know? Yeah, yeah you probably have to send a few more emails and, like you said, hop on a few more video calls. So I, I just wonder, um, I, I kind of wonder, do, do people really like doing video calls? Some people, <laughs> they, all right, do it, I'm gonna have to do my hair, you know, I put a shirt on, you know, some people are really just roughing it while they're working at home, right? <laughs> and then you have a, a, a video call and all of a sudden you gotta kind of at least put on a button up shirt or something, right? Or a collar shirt or something, you gotta look presentable. <laughs> but like, yeah, to your point, being in the office socializing, you know, you, you have those buddies that you go to lunch with or that person that you, you walk by their desk and, you know, you see them sitting there, oh, you'll stop by and chit-chat them for a little bit. Or maybe, you know, an admin that, you know, can, can give you all the good information going on in the office, you know, all the, all the tea or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that stuff kind of, you know, just is put on hold right now. But, you know, this will pass. And I'm trying to be optimistic that things will get back to normal. We just don't know when. <laughs> yeah. Soon, soon, but... Um, I think it's definitely, it's definitely uh, a, a learning experience for, for everyone in it. And, um, you know, I guess this like wave of employees class of 2020, like they're going to have stories like they're like, you know, these like some of the first, at least in my industry, like, I mean, some tech industries like working from home, like you said, and like, you know, virtual, you know, you know, um, offices and stuff like that, like that's normal for them. So for some tech companies and like, you know, companies who do that, but for those who don't, you know, this is hopefully a once in a lifetime, you know, type of thing, hopefully, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, that kind of like questions like, you know, moving forward, um, if, for example, if, if, if for a company, their employees are working from home and they do it quote unquote productively, you know, does this mean that when things do quote unquote go back to normal, do I even need to be in the office? You know, like if we, if you, if we just, if we just prove that we can work, you know, fairly well, for the past COVID has been going on since about what like February, March, say for what, five, six, five, six months, mm -hmm. right? We just proved we could do it for five, six months. Does that mean I even have to go back into the office? What does that mean for like, you know, employment? What does that mean for companies with like say small offices and things like that? You know, it makes you wonder like, maybe we don't need a small office for only 10 people work from home, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's gonna come down to, th there's been talks about that like, or what industries are you know going to go go completely remote now that now that they see they can do it? If if there's a way to measure productivity and at the end of the day you know what are we all working for or most of us you know what's that bottom line? Um, if you know companies see that we'll just make more money with people in the office, we'll we'll be better, we'll be more efficient, then you know they'll probably start bringing people back. 
but but I think you'll see a lot more people having the opportunity or the at least the option of working from home. Yeah. I think I would be in a position where I would want to go in the office a little bit, but then there are definitely sometimes like I may may want to work from home. I know sometimes when it when it's pouring down raining outside, like I'm not trying to walk to the train, right? Like, <laughs> you know, or when it's cold, like in wintertime, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to walk outside. It was blazing hot, like right, like like it is now. Like I'm not trying to walk a half a mile to the train and, and make that commute where I can just roll over and turn the laptop on and get some work done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I think I think companies are just gonna have to be more. Uh, lenient or just more accepting or just more like geared toward that maybe like half and half you know you think of like with college right sometimes for a college course you know you take like half online half in person right you have those like optional courses like that so maybe that could be the future of like office work where things just become you know more options for remote and more options for working from home I mean what, what do you get what would you guys rather do would you rather work in the office go in but also have the option to work from home every now and then yeah, I mean, it's a balance, uh, yeah. right? It's a balance. Yeah, yeah, it's a balance. Cause me personally, like, like you said, I feel really, like I, I prefer, I prefer like the more social aspect of the office, just so I could just like see and talk to people. That's just me personally, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, there are mornings where it's like I have no interest in leaving that door, right? right. <laughs> like, I, I have no interest in stepping out and and, and going and like you know, I would just rather just go to my table, turn on, boop, you know, sign in, and I'm there. So um, I think definitely like maybe like half a week, you know, type thing, you know, for me, that would be like a really good balance. But then also, you know, the remote uh, work is cool because it's like, you know, I could go travel, you know, yep. I can go travel to, you know, visit a friend in Houston. I can go to LA for a week and technically work from home. And I still yeah. have all the nights to go hang out and like, I don't have to take vacation days, right? I don't have to take off. Yeah. You know, I'm still working. All I need is internet access realistically. So, yeah, if, uh, if I was earlier in my career, I definitely like right now. I probably would not be in New York <laughs> working from home. I'd probably be like on a beach somewhere. Nah, yeah, family down in Florida. I'd be in California. I'd be somewhere. I still would be getting my work done. It's yeah, just, nah. I know a friend who did that. He flew out to Miami at like ten at night. Got there, was partying to like four. Woke up, started his work day at, at nine. <laughs> wow. wow. So y'all. Yeah. You, right? I, just turn the video I, camera off that's it <laughs> yeah. and maybe when things get back to normal and people start working mm-hmm. from home I, I might still you know people might still do that travel you know for a few days just travel outside of working hours get you knock your work out during normal days and then you know enjoy nights maybe yeah. somewhere else or you can yeah. be somewhere where you can enjoy the weekend yeah definitely so i think it'll definitely be a change I think initiatives like flex time and stuff like yeah yeah, flex time or 410 I think they'll even if let's say you know they decide to scrap work from home for a little bit because everybody got enough of it but um I think initiatives like flex time and all that um less like low uh I guess more free days in the week I think those are really going to you know take off when we get back in the office because it's doable you know now it's doable so if we did this and we didn't you know jump off a cliff we can definitely you know you can definitely try these out and and give it a shot that's my hope personally i'd love for uh like a 410 or whatever they come up with but yeah like customized work hours yeah i think um right now workers have you know people have a little bit of power right now because you can say hey i don't 
I'm not comfortable going in, and no one's gonna really, you know, fight that. Nah, well, come catch COVID. Yeah, right? <laughs> and then you gotta come in, like you know, forget your health or whatever. Like we need you. <laughs> if I know you, you know, you're not. The office is not taking precautions. You know, people don't want to get their family sick and all that stuff. You know, some people really got get, got hit hard, so they got every reason in the world not to want to yeah. leave the house right now or, or go into an office where they, you know, um, where all that stuff is going on. I, I recall my last company where you know there were some talks, you know, some emails going around about you know the, these floors need to be clean, so everyone you know work from home. You know, read between the lines, like yeah, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody really, you know, may have caught something or come in contact, but so work from home. These are going to be clean. Like, you know, it's going to be that close to you. You don't want to. You don't want to take a chance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, we'll see, man. I know, I know, it's definitely going to be interesting. So, um, I was going to say, I think we kind of like covered this a little bit before, but I kind of want to emphasize again um, for for class of twenty twenty. I guess like, what are some skills that you could say? Um, from this that they should either start building now or if it's, you know, you know, college students still in college. Like, what do you think, considering the, the future of business, considering the future of this industry, what are some skills that they should be thinking about and doing now? Um, two things that come to mind. One is, of course, we're, because of this whole situation, technology is more dependent on than ever before, right? So, the applications and the systems that your company may use to to get work done, learn them inside and out. You know, th these could be applications that the company has made, or or Zoom. You know, you're learning how to do Zoom. If if your manager or somebody comes up to you and say, "Hey, we need to set a meeting for you know 20 people. We're going to have video. We want to do this and do this presentation." Hey, learn how to do that so you can be the one to step up. Um, I would say, of course, you know, continue learning your you know industry your business keeping up with, with what's going on um, project management skills are so vital right now because we're working in this environment uh, we want to be as efficient as efficient as possible you really want your project management skills to be on point and that goes from you know whatever projects or tasks that you have especially if you're working with a team you have deadlines making sure that things are flowing smoothly because you're not doing things as they were done before. You're not in the office where you can grab everybody in the conference room or swing by somebody's desk to give them an update or stop by, you know, a stakeholder or a client's uh, office or their desk where, you know, if they work with you, you can't do those things right now. So being able to project manage and make efficient use of your time is, is so critical right now. So that and technology is, are just the biggest things. Keep learning technology, keep learning, you know, how to use whatever applications your job is making you use, but also um, even things that are not specific to your job, like a Zoom thing, you know, make sure that you know those things inside and out. You can just be as efficient as you can. Um, specifically for like banking industry and stuff like that, you know, tools like data analytics, you've heard about that all, you know, a lot before. Learning those things, learning those things that'll just give you that edge. What's the newest technology coming out? What's helping people work faster, more efficient, learn those things um, you know, using Tableau and IDEA and Alterics and things like that. So uh, project management and technology, that's, those are the big things right now. Okay. Oh yeah, I think you're on mute. I'm on mute, my fault. <laughs> I was gonna say definitely, um, that's definitely some gems. I, I just have to take note of that. Um, just, just seeing 
because now that I'm thinking about like of my own experiences, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely um, skills and, you know, project management. Um, I think about that. That's just really, uh, I've been learning. That's really like people management, you know, and like, um, you know, my mom would always, she's like a supervisor at her job. And she always tells me the importance of, you know, how, how into having, knowing how to work with people um, and getting, being able to get, you know, multiple people, you know, working on something together and just like managing people and like knowing people's personalities and things like that. Um, so like when you think of, when I think of project management, especially like lately, I see really like how those skills are important, uh, whether it's, you know, um, having people with the technical skill, technical skills or, you know, having the ability to, you know, use X amount of people on a certain project and be able to, you know, help pretty much like help everyone, you know, do their task so mm -hmm. it, it can get done. Um, and it's definitely easier in an office in order to do yeah. that. But, you know, having these same projects go on while it's going to be virtual, like it's not, it's definitely not the same. So I'll definitely see how that, like those, those skills are important. Yeah. Project management is so huge. Planning, scheduling, when you have you know, 20 or 30 people meetings, you know, people got jobs that they're doing, their calendars may be blocked off. People are taking time off. People have adjusted schedules because of, you know, family situations. It's, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to really work around. So those are, those are just a couple of things. I'm trying to think of some other things off the top of my head. Networking is even different right now, right? So you got to network a little different. You got to call a little bit more. You got to send a little bit more. You got to send a few more emails than you normally would. You can't just swing by somebody's desk anymore. Um, you know, just the little things you got to take it an extra step further. Yeah. Like you said, technical skills, like really like, yeah come back and and i think i mean maybe hopefully the teamwork might get more cohesive mm -hmm. if that's the case but we'll see like you said yeah definitely definitely some skills to, to be working on so like i said yeah it's, it's definitely interesting uh being in it and then now like you know trying to help prepare itself for the future even for workers right now who are still having a hard time to adjust this is just still great advice you know to keep in mind um, but on that note, that concludes the third segment. Does anyone have any final remarks, any last pieces of advice, anything, any more questions? No. Well, I would say just, you know, stay positive. Um, this thing will one day be over. <laughs> yeah. Now, how the working environment is going to look afterwards, who knows? You know, are we going to be much more remote than we've ever been? Or are things going to go back to normal? Like, you know, more people just going back to the office because... I, uh, either they want to or you know, maybe they're, they're instructed to. We don't know, but I think, you know, this stuff will, this stuff will go over. It'll blow, I won't say it's going to blow over, but we'll get back to not living in a pandemic environment one day. We don't know when, but we just got to hang tough. So on that note, thank you very much, Kehinde. Thank you very much for, um, you know, that talk and for that advice for those listening, class of 2020. Hope you guys are taking it in. And this, some of these tips don't uh, just apply to if you're working finance. Um, a lot of these tips can happen if you're working in any type of working environment. So I don't think like you just have to be like, you know, like in business for the for this tour. Project management and technology, that's across way different industries. Like I said, my mom, she works in health, right? And these are the same skills that um, that apply there. So these can apply to any sort of profession. Um, and so make sure you tune in. Uh, new episode dropping every week. Um, you know, hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, wash your hands, wear your mask, wear your wear mask, your mask. Yeah. <laughs> wear your mask, not, not a chin strap, not, not a chin strap, strap. Wear your mask, mask. <laughs> <laughs>